0: Hello, and welcome to the Interabang podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Theodore. And hey, wake up. It's time for school. No, really. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. We have some exciting news coming up about this upcoming semester. But first, here's a look at what's making news at Fanshawe this week. local advocacy group is set to stage a hunger strike next week as a protest for the lack of support for Londoners experiencing homelessness. The Forgotten 519 will stage the strike on the steps of City Hall starting August 2nd at 9am. The group released a list of demands earlier this week, which includes the cessation of removal of encampments and the creation of two indoor spaces in the core and in the east end. The Forgotten 519 met with the city on Tuesday, but talks quickly fell apart. The group says the city is not doing enough to address the growing rate of homelessness in the core, or the increase of what they call preventable deaths. The city maintains that they are committed to working collaboratively to address the issue of homelessness in London. We will continue to update this story when the hunger strike begins next week. And a new international partnership is helping Fanshawe students do the cooking by the book. Graduates of Fanshawe's Bakery and Pastry Arts Management program will now receive both an Ontario College diploma as well as a certification from the Richmond Centre of Excellence for Bakery and Confectionery. The Swiss School is considered an independent, national, and international institution for the whole bakery and confectionery trade. Fanshawe faculty member Alex Mollett says the partnership with Richmond brings to Fanshawe a wealth of knowledge and resources most notably a new textbook, Bakery & Confectionery, that was developed by Richmond specifically for Fanshawe students. Electric Market returns to Comet Garden Market this weekend. The main event will run from 4pm to 11pm this Saturday, with the after-party continuing at Rum Runners from 11pm to 2am. Electric Market is a celebration of the best DJs in London and also includes a series of night vendors and food trucks. The first electric market was held July 9th, garnering an audience of about 600 people, ranging in ages from 25 to 45. Organizer Aaron McMillan says the event is a great way to support the electronic music scene right here in London. Now last week, you may have seen this tweet from Fanshawe College. Here's what it said. With two years of being virtual, we are so excited to be safely back on campus, providing extensive in-person education, support, and activities. All classes will be delivered mainly in person, with some lectures and materials online. A note was also included that students could expect to hear more in their emails soon. So, of course, this caught our attention, and reporter Kate Otterbein immediately reached out to the Dean of Students, Janice Lamoureux, to find out what this really means. Kate joins me on the show now to talk more about what she learned from Janice and what you, the students, can expect come September. Kate, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for
1: having me. This has been like a few weeks in a row now. I feel like you've been joining us. Yeah, it has been a bit, but you know what? I love it, so I don't mind. Good, and I'm
0: always happy to have you. We've got a great story to cover this week and something that you were on top of last week. Um, some people might have seen this tweet that the college put out um, last week now last Monday, maybe um, regarding a regular school year return to normal people are going to be receiving more information soon. So that was a little cryptic, we said let's learn more about what this means. Um, and you were able to sit down with Janice Lemaru the Dean of Students, to talk a little bit more about what this actually looks like. So generally speaking, what can students expect this September?
1: So by the sounds of things, we can expect everything open. And I mean absolutely everything. All of the restaurants for the past, I don't know, two, three years, however long it's been, have been closed down. And really, it's just been the FSU Um facilities open, so the Oasis, the Outback Shack, the Booster Juice, etc., cetera, um, and everything else has been closed. But now as we move into the summer, we've been seeing Tim Hortons and Pizza Pizza and Harvey's opening up. And according to Janice, everything, including the, um, the other Tim Hortons locations, the subway, all of that stuff will be open and available for meal card plans as well. That's also very exciting for the resident students who have the mandatory meal plans, so it should be super exciting.
0: Yeah, the Chartwell's restaurants opening will be a big one. The last two years have been, if you've been on campus at all, it's been a bit barren, especially like you said, like the FSU stuff has all been open, but it's all very um, like situated in one part of the college versus like all the Chartwell stuff is kind of scattered around and um, pretty much all of them have been closed. So it's been nice this summer to see, like you said, Tim Hortons and Harvey's starting to open up, particularly the Tim Hortons, I think has been a bit of a game changer. Um, oh yeah.
1: Coffees in the morning. That's great. Yeah. I can't wait for Starbucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm, I have to say I'm still holding out for the Starbucks myself, but, <laughs> um, so yeah, basically this, this goes beyond just classes, um, and people being back in classrooms, but you know, like you said, restaurants and also activities, right? Like people actually doing stuff on campus.
1: Yeah, which will be a great addition as well because even for the students that aren't going to be, um, what do we call them freshmen, you know, the fresh, <laughs> fresh to the school, the, the students first coming into college, even for the ones who have are new in the last year or two, haven't gotten that. Orientation, make friends opportunity. So, I think this is going to be great for everybody because, because of those activities, that's how you make your friends in college. And it could, I'm sure it was so hard for everybody beforehand um, when you're barely even seeing your classmates.
0: Yeah. It's orientation is a good thing to mention too, because I do, there were sort of like attempts over the past couple of years. And last year it was sort of limited to just one day uh, with a few kind of like scattered uh socially distanced events but um I think this year especially on the FSU side like students can absolutely expect like a week of events um a lot more stuff going on for orientation and that's going to start September 6th which is also also mentioned uh in your article um so this is coming in hot too like it, it's August in like two days <laughs> which is crazy where I,
1: has the summer gone <laughs> so,
0: I'm like blown away the last two months have gone so quickly Um, but full-time delivery isn't going away entirely. So what did Janice tell you about how certain programs are going to remain at least partially or fully
1: online? So if your program was completely online before the pandemic, it will remain online. It will remain the same because essentially nothing has changed for those programs. Um, it is more the, um, blended program. So the people who were half in person, half online or 75% in online, 25% in person, whatever the breakup was for you specifically, um, you will be in a full in-person delivery from my understanding with limited materials online. So that would be like the basic stuff that you don't have to go in for um, the theory and like stuff that you can basically do at home through a zoom class or whatever, but I'm not even hundred percent sure if there will be zoom classes. I think it'll just be that material will be on FOL and you can reference it in your own time, but don't quote me on that last part. Yeah, I <laughs> know. I see what you're saying though, because honestly
0: it, it's something I kind of forgotten too, because everything went completely online, but there were always aspects of school and especially post-secondary that do rely on that sort of online component, whether you're in, uh, forums right. You you have to do like forum discussions or yeah, well, we love those. We love responding (laughs) to people's forum posts. (laughs) Um, but even just, you know, working from home too, if you have that ability, that was always, I think something that we were doing. It was just like, there was, there was a period there where we just didn't really have any other option.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think, I think it'll, it'll be basically just like it was before. Right. Um, except there might be a little bit more hatred involved for the online portions because that's what we've been stuck with. Yeah. But I mean, for, I don't know, the last 10 years, maybe not 10, maybe like seven since technology has been become so prevalent, Mm -hmm. those have been parts of it. So I think it'll be like mock 2019 again, hopefully.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Going back to the, uh, the original version of school, yeah, um, the good old days. Yeah. Um, let's talk numbers here a little bit. And I don't know if you have the article up in front of you, um, but you know, I-, I wish I knew how many students were here the last couple of years. But we're going to see a bit of a jump in at, like physical numbers of people on campuses. What did Janice tell you about that?
1: So number wise, if we are including the Z building um, at the main campus, so the Z building is the one right up Oxford, um, about a ten minute walk away. We're expecting just shy of eight thousand students, yeah. if we are not including that. So at the Fanshawe main campus alone on Oxford Street, we're expecting about seventy three hundred students, which is up eight percent according to Janice and the number she sent me yeah. um, from twenty nineteen. So, we are getting significantly more. So, I'm imagining those are the students that, you know, deferred for the last two years and just held off to come when it's back to normal. Well,
0: and it's nice that I like that they gave you the increase from 2019, right? Just to show that, because I I think compared to the last couple of years, it would be, you know, there was hardly anybody here. Yeah. Um, But certainly, like to see that there's been an increase in students even from 2019 when things were still relatively normal. know, I I did have a concern. I thought maybe that people would be hesitant to explore post-secondary after all of, um, like everything that happened with COVID, um, just not knowing if your tuition was going to go towards a full learning experience. Right. Um, but it seems like any concerns that anyone might've had have potentially dissipated because seeing an increase in 2019 is a good sign, I'd say.
1: Oh, for sure. And I mean, considering There, there weren't really many, a whole lot of tuition cuts for, I don't think very many schools at all, Mm -hmm. um, over the online period. So I think at this point, there's a lot of people in the mindset of it's something, right? It's better than nothing. It's a little bit of an increase versus what we're used to. Yeah.
0: And one thing to remember as well is like COVID has not gone away. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: Very um, still, yeah, still relevant.
0: <laughs> pretty much all restrictions now have been lifted at the college from mask mandates to vaccine policies. But the college has been pretty clear that these could be reintroduced pretty much at any time. Did you and Janice get a chance to like talk at all about public health measures or how ready the college is to like introduce these
1: things if something happens? We didn't talk a whole lot about that. But it is obviously still in the back of everyone's minds like we have almost 8000 students coming to the school, that is a little scary and I think even if they're not put back in place totally, um, because I think there will be backlash if they do put the mask mandates back in place because I feel like a lot of people at this point are against it, but I also think on the contrary, even if they don't put it back in place there still will be a lot of students wearing that and going back to the worst of the worst um, protocols. So like when everything was super bad and constantly washing your hands and hand sanitizing, because I think there will be a lot of people that are still scared. And after going from online and like potentially even now, not even going out as much as you normally would have pre-pandemic, it's still going to be scary. Well,
0: and you, you spoke to students back when mask mandates were dropped. And so you maybe have an idea of how students are going to respond to this. And like, how do you think students are feeling about this upcoming semester maybe based on the kind of answers you got regarding the mask mandates
1: off of based off of those answers I would say hopeful Mm -hmm. hopeful but cautious yes because I think there was I think I got one of everyone so there's one person that was like (laughs) I'm gonna keep my mask on the other one where it's like I wear it or I don't wear it when I'm alone but when there's more people I do and there was someone who was just like I don't wear it at all anymore right and it seemed even the person who doesn't wear their mask at all anymore um, within the school still has one on them because you never know, like just in case if there's too many people, like, I don't know, even going to any social events at like Victoria Park is a little nerve wracking, right? So I think most people are going to be cautious about it.
0: Yeah, I think that was definitely the sense I got from that article, which any any of our listeners who haven't, seen that article. Kate did a story um, about a month ago, or I don't know what time is anymore. I think it was about a month ago. (laughs) Maybe Uh, two That's more. than I don't even know. (laughs) Um, When the college dropped mask mandates and Kate was going around kind of just speaking to students that were on campus. And yeah, I think that the the general tone, like you said, was like, certainly there was caution. And um, I think that that caution is probably going to be what will keep us hopefully on the right track going forward is like there will hopefully be some self policing. And, uh, if, you know, we've learned so much over the last couple of years, um, about protection and public health that, you know, we all have certain common sense triggers now. Like I was in the Ripley's aquarium in Toronto over -hmm. the weekend like so many families, so many tourists, and it wasn't even like a question. I put my mask on immediately. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like it's some, some places it just feels right to do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like in that environment you're enclosed and it's kind of tight in some spots. So I don't blame you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Big time. There were so many like interactive parts where you're supposed to like reach in and touch stuff, but (laughs) all the little kids were doing it. And I just thought that can't be safe.
1: Yeah, like good for germs. Yeah, nothing against kids, but kids are germ machines.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I guess overall, you know, as a student, you are coming back to school in September. You've been fully online pretty much since you started college, right?
1: Basically, yeah. Like Ah. we would come in occasionally, but that was more so like for the work we had to do, not for the classes or anything. Right.
0: So I mean, how are you feeling about this? Are, do you think we're headed in the right direction here?
1: I think we are headed in the right direction. I am also feeling cautious, but hopeful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I'm feeling a little bit more hopeful though, because for my program specifically, I know it's not super big. There's going to be like 15 of us. So it's not like I'm with a huge crowd like the um business programs are, for example, when you're in a lecture, but I think it's a step in the right direction because I think everyone's just tired of being scared and being, you know, locked up in your room all day. Like it's takes such a toll. So I think overall mental health took a big plummet, but it's going to, I think it's going to start to move up a little bit.
0: Yeah. And I know that, you know, just even in the next month, there's going to be so much news coming out of the college about what this year is going to look like the FSU, again, we'll keep you guys updated because there's going to be just so much stuff that the FSU is going to be planning. If you think about last year, even like when everything was still virtual, the FSU still went so hard to try to like
1: a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I, I think for people that haven't had the chance to experience the college as a fully like open environment are going to be really surprised, um, about, you know, what, what it, what it really is like here. Um, and I really only experienced it for half a school year in my first year. So, um, but I remember, I remember what it was like. <laughs> you remember what it was like once in yeah. a time in the before times, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Kate, thank you as always for joining me on the show. Um, this is a great story that we're going to keep staying on top of, um, what can students look
1: out for next? Have, have you received anything in your emails about your school year at all? Um, not really, other than schedules are available. Timetables
0: are coming out now.
1: Yeah. So those are available, which for me looks great. Like there is not a single online portion. So that's exciting. It's exciting to see a full timetable of like, be here and then go there and just like being able to meet the teachers. Yes. all they are. You know, that's like the most shocking part to me. It's like, (laughs) oh, you're taller than I thought you were.
0: Yeah, this will be a good thing for students to remember too. Is if you're when you're looking at your timetables this year, the location matters. You're gonna yeah. Wanna,
1: you're want to take note of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe go for a tour. Yeah, school open. Maybe walk through the halls. Try to find your classes beforehand. because yeah. it's never fun when you're like five minutes till the class starts and you're like, where do I need to be?
0: Yes, it doesn't help that every building is given a letter in the college, and yet yeah. the order is not alphabetical. <laughs>
1: why would that why would it make it easy you know <laughs> yeah hopefully the construction's done though so you can just like find it easier because navigating the construction is half the battle
0: <laughs> yeah we're gonna be I think we're gonna work on some content to hopefully guide people a little bit because I, I think the F building innovation village is still gonna be under construction um but a lot of stuff will be clearing up it's going to get easier eventually there are also lots of little secrets little shortcuts here. Yeah, you're good at
1: that. You know, all the, <laughs> all the shortcuts. <laughs> it's
0: all it's all learned from my predecessors. So we're just going to pass on this knowledge to the next generation. Kate, thank you once again. I'm going to let you go. But as always, thank you for joining me on the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me. It was a lot of fun.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Interabang podcast. As always, you can catch up with every episode on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all things Fanshawe. For the Interabang, I'm Hannah Theodore.